Hello and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, John Martin, and you're listening to Search for Truth. Each week, Brian brings us in-depth Bible teaching, and we have the second talk in this five-part series today, and uh, the series is called Five Sacred Solos, Five Very Important Basic Pillars of Christianity. Last week, it was Sola Scriptura, Only the Bible. This time, it's Sola Fide, Faith Alone, and I'll let Brian tell you more. Thanks, John. Yes, just allow me to remind you what this series on Five Sacred Solos is all about. The title refers to five things that stand alone. Not just things, really, but five great truths or teachings rediscovered at the time known as the Reformation period in Europe. So we're talking in the main about the 16th century. But I want to begin this week by taking us back a lot further than that, first of all. I could begin by asking, have you heard the one about the weeping professor? But no, it's not a joke. It's the true story about the spiritual crisis that deeply troubled one particular professor of literature as he struggled to live down his turbulent past, way back in the 4th century. It was the preaching of a man called Ambrose that had brought him to conviction. Conviction of sin in his past life, that is. He knew that as a young man he'd lived quite a shameful life, while his mother had faithfully prayed for him. Now he was greatly disturbed about it. Unable to find rest, he went out into the sunshine of his back garden in Milan, in Italy. There he was, sitting under a tree and breaking his heart, when all of a sudden he heard some young children playing outside, chanting the little song, Pick up and read! Pick up and read! Wondering if this could possibly be the answer for him, he picked up and read from Romans chapter 13, which happened to be lying handy nearby. There he read the words, Not in riots and drunken parties. Yes, that had been his past all right, But the Bible text continued, not in riots and drunken parties, it said, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. He did, and that's how the famous Augustine got saved in the year 386 AD. Nearly 1,200 years later, this time in Germany, a monk of the order of Augustine was undergoing his very own spiritual crisis. He was wrestling with the meaning of a different Bible text. It was Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. For in it, that is, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. It was about this verse that he said, Night and day I thought over it until I understood that the righteousness of God is of such a nature that he justifies us by grace and mercy through faith. Upon that I felt I was reborn and had entered paradise through an open door. The name of the man who entered through the door, as he put it, the open door of Romans chapter 1 verse 17, was Martin Luther, of course. And within two years, in the year 1517, he would in turn open the door on the Reformation. Luther's momentous discovery was that God justifies a person through faith alone. This was, of course, simply a rediscovery of a wonderful Bible teaching which had been lost through the Dark Ages. Human understanding had been darkened and misled into thinking that a person had to do all kinds of things in order to even hope that he or she could get right with God. We just used the expression to get right with God as an explanation of what it means to be justified. Some like to remember the meaning of justify by using a little wordplay, just as if I had never sinned. Certainly, that's the sense of it. 
It's our being brought into a right relationship with God as a result of having our sins being forgiven and removed from God's sight. We said Luther's discovery of justification by faith was in fact a rediscovery. And this is plain to see from the Bible. For Luther's message was the same as had been the teaching of Christ's apostles. Like Paul, who wrote in Romans chapter 3 and verse 28, we maintain that a man is justified by faith, apart from the works of the law. No change there then. That's exactly the same truth which Luther rediscovered in the 16th century. It was like finding buried treasure which had been lost for centuries. Except this is something much more than gold. It's priceless to know that we are in a right relationship with God and that this has been brought about not by our own efforts or merit, but simply through faith. Faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, God's own Son, when he died on the cross as the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, as Peter the Apostle says in 1 Peter 3 and verse 18. This long-lost teaching, which God used Luther to bring again to light, was described then in the old Latin language as sola fide, or faith alone. For centuries before this, religious professionals had corrupted the plain meaning of the Bible, ensuring that the common people remained in darkness. But then, in the Reformation period, with a drive by some to get directly back to the Bible for guidance, these precious truths began to be rediscovered. Even today, such is the lasting impact of traditional religious teachings, which date from after the time of Christ's apostles and from before the time of Martin Luther, that even many sincere church-going folks today struggle to realise that it's faith alone that brings us into a right relationship with God. This is despite the fact that there's generally no shortage of having the Bible available to us today in our own language. Could it be that ignorance of the Bible, God's Word, is still holding many back? Or is it a failure to take God's Word seriously? After all, the Apostle Paul could hardly have said it more plainly when he said, Romans 3 verse 28 again, We maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. But there's another factor too. It's human pride. God is asking us to swallow our pride, realise our own helplessness, and to understand that he, through the cross, has done everything that he himself required to be done for our salvation from the penalty of sin. A substitute, Jesus Christ, God's Son, has paid the price of our rebellion instead of us. All God asks of us, according to the Bible, is that we turn to him, throwing ourselves on his mercy and gratefully receive by faith what God himself has done to bring us into a right relationship with himself. We simply need to endorse what Christ has done for us by faith on our part. Let me try to illustrate why you might still find that hard to do. Vance Packard, in his book The Hidden Persuaders, a book I remember being asked to read at school. In that book, Vance Packard tells of homemakers' problems with cake mixes in the early days when such mixes first appeared. Cake mix packages would warn housewives not to add milk, but just add water. However, some housewives would add milk anyway, as their special touch, and then be disappointed when the cakes or muffins didn't turn out very well. Some cake mixes would also prohibit adding eggs, 
since eggs and milk had already been added in dry form by the manufacturer. Obviously, some market research was needed to find out what was happening, why the product was not meeting with success. Women who were interviewed said, What sort of cake mix is it if you just need to add tap water? So the marketing needed to be changed. The mixes needed to tell the homemaker that she and the mix together could produce the cake. A white cake mix box now proclaimed, You add fresh eggs. The message was, You do have a contribution that you can make. It seems to be in our nature now to insist on making our own contribution, especially in spiritual matters. But God in his word has not changed his recipe for human salvation. The cake mix recipe might have changed away from water alone, but the unchanging word of God still says, faith alone. We are forgiven or justified through faith alone. There's no contribution that we can make. But let me make this final point today. We've been stressing sola fide, or faith alone. It's only through our faith in Christ that the Bible tells us we're justified in God's sight and so made ready for heaven. Only faith. But it must be real faith, not an empty profession. Again, allow me to illustrate. In the 19th century, there was a tightrope stunt artist known professionally as the Great Blondin. In 1859, he was the first person to walk across on a 335-metre rope suspended high over the water of the Niagara Falls in Canada, which plunged down far below him. On one occasion, he asked the crowd, How many of you believe that I, the Great Blondin, can not only walk back across that tightrope, but this time do it while I push a wheelbarrow? Again they cried, we believe, we believe. Then he asked, how many of you really believe it? Oh, we really believe it, they shouted back. One man, a little more enthusiastic than the others, caught the great Blondin's eye. Pointing to the man, he said, if you really believe, then get into the wheelbarrow. The man quickly disappeared. The difference between what we say we believe and what we really believe will always show up in our actions. Now as we close, remember please, It's not faith mixed with any of our own good works, or prayers, or church-going, or religious actions, or presumed merit. It's just sola fide, or faith alone. The biblical message is repent and believe the gospel. But it must be real faith all the same, that is, genuine repentance and sincere faith in the Lord Jesus Christ.
The hymn states very clearly what the Bible tells us. When the Saviour said, "'Tis finished, everything was fully done. God's free grace is thus commended, to believe and not to do. The doing or the good works should come after we believe the gospel, and their evidence that our faith is true and we have become truly a Christian. Now, we've a free transcript booklet as usual, and if you'd like one or more for group study, please get in touch. You can add questions or comments you might have about today's talk. To obtain the free booklet, ask for the title Five Sacred Solos, and you can contact us at Search for Truth, P.O. Box 111, Lee, spelt L E I G H, and the postcode is WN71WJ, England. But if you'd rather use email, the address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might also be interested to visit our website at www.searchfortruth.org.uk. Finally, if you haven't yet done so, please put your trust in what Jesus has done for you by his sacrifice in death upon the cross. And thank you for being with us. Do please join us again next week, if you're able to, when Brian centres on Solus Christus, or Christ Alone. In the meantime, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our singers and me, John Martin. Thanks for listening, and may God richly bless you. <laughs>